Looking to create your best self, whether it's good for you lifestyle hacks, smarter ways to supplement, or tasty tips to fuel optimal health, Talk Healthy Today provides you the latest research tools and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy starting today. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. I am absolutely in love with doing this podcast. I would be thrilled if you rated, reviewed, and subscribed to the podcast. Now, on to the show. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. Woo, five signs of hormonal of a hormonal belly. Uh, this is a great topic. Uh, it's something I think many of us <laughs> have as women, especially when we reach a certain age. So I am beyond thrilled to have fantastic Christine Hornick on the program. She's an award-winning chemist. I've Definitely want to hear about that because chemistry was my worst subject. And three-time champion fitness competitor, nutrition and exercise expert. Since founding her company, Gage Life, in 2013, Christine has helped approximately 40,000 women transform their bodies and switch to a body-positive self-image. Her YouTube channel has over 25 million views. Christine has received awards from the American Chemical Society and was published in the American Institute of Chemical Engineers. Christine was part of the team that created Time Magazine's and Invention of the Year for her work in the biotech field. Oh my goodness, Christine, welcome to Talk Healthy today. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Okay, so were you just a natural with chemistry? Because I struggled greatly. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. Um, It was actually my hardest subject in high school and it challenged me in a very deep way. And I thought that there should be no reason why I shouldn't be able to understand this. Like, there's no reason. And it always uh, perplexed me. And I always loved being challenged, but it, it was more an annoyance. I'm like, why don't I understand this? And it pushed me to want to understand it all the way. Well, that is incredible. Well, tell us a little bit about the invention of the year. So I worked with a team of scientists and researchers. We were developing a tattoo ink that was permanent, but more easily removable because tattoos are permanent. And a lot of it had to do with the treatment and modification of the pigments and how they break down in the body, in the dermis, and how they are impacted by the lasers. And uh, it was probably one of the most fun (laughs) roles I've ever had. I'd be in the lab making samples that are going to get tested as tattoos, and then we're going to laser them off. It was just absolutely an amazing um, technology that I had a, a role in scaling and developing. Wow. Now, when did you first get interested in healthy living and fitness? Um, it was probably in the late 2000s. I just got to a point with my with my personal health where I was a former marathon runner. I, you know, I was a teenager in the nineties. We were all of the mindset that, you know, skinnier was better and more exercise meant you were going to lose more weight. But no matter what I did, I remember wanting to look like Janet Jackson. I remember her abs and I was like, I must be doing something wrong. And because I like to consider myself analytical when it comes to problem solving. And I'm like, I'm trying, but what I'm doing (laughs) is not working. So what am I doing wrong? And once I realized my body fat percentage was too high, I realized that I wasn't eating in a caloric deficit. I realized that I did not have a good amount of muscle mass. I was just doing the wrong things. And once I was able to literally like get out of my head, get out of my emotions and be logical about my approach, I was able to see some changes. 
I think the 90s was so tough too, because that's when the low fat, no fat, high sugar thing was rate, you know, just raging. And that just caused so many problems. So many problems. It, it's, it's not sustainable. And as a distance runner, I was running marathons. I'm like, okay, I ran 50 miles this week. Am I skinny yet? <laughs> and, and the reality of it was I wasn't. And it just made me hungrier and hungrier. I could eat and eat, but like it didn't work. And what I realized was I wasn't eating enough protein. I was overdoing it on my carbs and all my approach to nutrition was just completely off. And once I learned that 80, 90% of the progress is going to be attributed to how you eat, it was just a complete game changer. And I was finally able to manipulate my physique in a way that I wanted to. Now, did that include adding healthy fats with the protein and less carbs? If you can talk to us a little bit about that, and then we'll definitely jump into the hormonal belly, which also relates to this. So I definitely needed moderate carbs. I mean, not, I mean, I'm sorry, moderate carbs and moderately low fat. Now the fat sources I chose, I chose olive oil, um, almonds, salmon, things like that. But I needed fat, but I needed to watch my dietary fats because if you go too high, obviously fat is very calorically dense. And it was just more about aware eating. I would be like, okay, I'm eating yogurt. That's healthy, right? But not really tracking the calories or not really. I was all about like special K bars and all kinds of crazy things. But like the thing is, <laughs> it's like, yes, they may be healthy snacks, but if you're eating too much, it's still not going to get you where you need to be. Okay, let's jump in and talk about the five signs of a hormonal belly. The first one is waistline increasing despite healthy eating. I'm actually talking about people who are, in fact, eating in a caloric deficit. And and they are (laughs) eating the correct amount of calories. And even with all of that, they're still gaining weight. And it's, it's crazy because when it comes to... A hormonal belly. So many people think, okay, I need to eat less, but the, the reality is, it's not in. It's it's counterintuitive because in order for your body to part with fat, stored fat with a hormone imbalance, your body needs key nutrients for your hormones to function, and hormone function can't happen if you're not getting enough nutrients. If you're not getting enough nutrients, you're probably eating too little. So you actually need to eat more food to make sure you're getting the right nutrients so your body can be functional. And I've seen so many people where they come to me eating 1200 calorie diets and I dial things in, maybe we're around 1600, 1700, 1800. They're like, Christine, there's no way I should be eating this much food, but then watch what happens. All of a sudden their body's able to function. And a lot of people don't think about that. Like, can my body operate? And that's where I I step in and help guide people in that, in that respect. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I have a friend who just goes on these extreme diets Mm -hmm. and I keep telling her, you're just hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not helping. And yeah, maybe, you know, you have this, she has a big event and and maybe you will lose a little bit of weight, but it's not sustainable and it's not healthy. No, not at all. And I think that if you're perpetually eating in a caloric deficit, and I see a lot of these women, like they're not eating a lot of food, but it's the thing is you need the right nutrients. You need those nutrients for your hormones to function. Because if your body isn't getting like the messages and those chemical signals um, on a biological level, your body will not be able to do the metabolic processes that lead to fat loss. So fat loss is not going to occur unless everything else is 
on point. And what are those nutrients that we need for fat loss? So um, a big one is dietary fat. Um, It's very, very um, essential for women with hormone imbalances because when you have the appropriate amount of dietary fats, it's just so key for hormone function. And I've seen so many fitness competitors over the year. Um, This never happened to me, but um, where they go too low in dietary fats, the, the cycle start, stops, irregular periods. So as females, we need healthy fats for our hormones to function. So that's one. Um, fiber is another really big one. And for my ladies who have estrogen dominance, when your body is irregular in your periods and you're not detoxing that excess estrogen through your monthly cycle, and you know obviously into perimenopause and menopause, you have no way for your body to get rid of those excess estrogens. So the appropriate amount of dietary fiber facilitates that naturally, and it'll be excreted, um, you know, through your feces. Um, another thing is a side of fiber is a really important component. It's called IC3, endothricarbonyl, and it's highly concentrated in Brussels sprouts, kale, um, cauliflower, uh, cabbage, and IC3 is excellent at helping naturally balance uh, the female hormones as well. So you can get all these nutrients from real whole food, but you just need to be intentional about eating the correct foods and the correct quantities to get them. Right. And that's great. So you work with people one-on-one then and help them. Okay. I got to give you a call. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about sugar cravings, which is another sign of a hormonal belly. Yes. um, That's one of the, the biggest signs. And we can really quantify that by testing your fasting blood glucose or testing your A1C levels. So your hemoglobin A1C levels, they'll tell us if you're pre-diabetic, diabetic. And the thing is, when you start to have issues resisting um, carbs in the body, it will cause your body to store onto those, those excess fats. And insulin resistance is common with women with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's, but the thing is, it is reversible with real whole food. So the problem is, imagine you're eating a carbohydrate, right? All carbohydrates break down into sugars in their simplest form. They break down into the glucose molecule. When the glucose is in the blood, your body wants to shuttle it out of the blood and into the cell so it could use it as usable energy. And if that's not happening, you know, the insulin shuttles it out of the blood and into your cells. If you have insulin resistance, your cells are not seeing that energy. So you're actually still hungry because you're eating, you're eating, you're eating, but the end user of that energy is your cells. So if your cells are not getting that energy, you're going to be craving sugar. And it's nothing you did wrong. You're eating, but your body like doesn't see that you're eating. Cause it's, it's like picture you're putting gas into your tank in your car, but there's a leak in the tank and it's just not getting to the engine. And, you know, when you're craving that sugar, it's a real sign that, you know, it's not like you're doing something wrong. I feel bad because people are like, it's, Oh, it's my willpower. I'm just not doing, I'm not strong enough. And I'm like, it's your hormones, you know, because your hormones don't, aren't able to convey the message to your cells, hey, you just ate something, but your cells are like, no, we didn't. I didn't get the energy. So it's it's a tough one. Hi, it's Lisa. Just wanted to pop in real quick and just say, 
I am doing a book giveaway for my book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It's a cookbook, a memoir, a healthy lifestyle guide. It's not about dirty sex. It's a play on words. And anyway, it's really about overall health. All you have to do to enter is just sign up for my monthly newsletter. It takes a second. Just your name, boom. Your email, boom. And you're going to get great information, great tips, great recipes in the newsletters, as well as find out some big, exciting things that I have coming up that you don't want to miss. So go to lisadavismph.com today. All right, back to the show. It sounds like, you know, with each person that you work with, there's obviously some individuality, mm-hmm. but is there like a basic idea in terms of let's say breakfast lunch and dinner like could you give us just some examples so for people listening going okay well wait a second so i know i need to get enough dietary fat but not too much and i need protein and i need moderate carbs but what does that mean in terms of actual real food and meals so in terms of real whole food i would encourage people to eat protein with every meal i'd probably a moderate amount of protein i'd say between 20 and 30 percent of your total daily caloric intake now dietary fats that range could be anywhere from 40 to 70 75 percent of your total daily um, fat intake with the balance being carbohydrates now of the carbohydrates that you do consume i want them to be high fiber like vegetables leafy greens and with that i really want to get that like picture like big salads with like a piece of salmon, like drizzled with olive oil, some avocado on top, you know, picture like carrots, beets, radishes, cucumbers, just lots of really nice, like big, big healthy salads, nice protein. And even like for breakfast, I'd say maybe some eggs, some sauteed spinach, maybe a side of tomatoes, um, a breakfast meat if you wish, but, and then a post-workout shake, but not with any like heavy starches I'd go like lower sugar berries. All right, so you're getting the carbs from vegetables. Yes. Okay, so I, that's what I do too, and I really like that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people end up thinking, well, I'm eating whole wheat bread, which really is just breaking down into sugar anyway, mm-hmm. like white bread, right? Yeah. And so it is a good idea. Now, it probably depends, again, on in, you know bio-individuality, but maybe some people, if they're not trying to lose weight, maybe they can have brown rice or whole wheat pasta, right? It it really depends on what the goal is. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think that, you know, for a targeted time frame, I'd say anywhere from one week to up to 30 days, that there's a lot of value in just eating in a way that helps to almost reset your hormones, naturally detox all the excess estrogens, just eating cleaner, eating in a way that is just going to facilitate you feeling energetic. And um, believe it or not, like coffee is something that's really bad for women with hormone imbalances. And oh, really? I don't really like to hear that. Yeah, because the thing is, sometimes when you're lacking energy, your body needs to be able to create it on its own. And sometimes women just continue to mask that with more and more caffeine. But it's like you actually need your body to heal and generate the energy it needs in and of itself. Now, would people call this, I know people like to label things, but what what you're talking about kind of sounds kind of like a paleo-ish diet. Would you say that's kind of in that ballpark or how would you describe it? Um, It sounds similar. The thing is with the paleo, um, I call it more of like a protocol. The paleo diet is, doesn't have any set macronutrient ratios. It's more of an elimination diet. The paleo diet says don't eat dairy don't eat grains, don't eat soy, don't eat processed foods. And those are, it, it's similar, but it's a little bit more resolved than that because the paleo diet doesn't say, hey, eat this percentage of proteins, this percentage 
the fats, this percentage of carbs, nor does it, um, nor does it apply like caloric intake levels. Now imagine if you have over 50 pounds to lose hundred pounds to lose, and you start on a paleo protocol, you know, if you eliminate sugar, if you eliminate dairy and car, like starches, most people will probably naturally lose weight just because you're naturally eating less food. But that's more of like a side effect because there's no actual caloric guidance. Right. Now, what about keto? Is that something that, that you're a fan of or does it depend again on the individual? I think keto is a fantastic protocol for the folks that it applies to. So if you have insulin resistance, if you have type 2 diabetes, I, it is wonderful. And even if you don't have any of those types of things, I think a lot of people are pleasantly surprised to see that they could eat non-conventional diet foods and lose weight. And I think that that encourages some some folks. I think it provides strong boundaries for some some stubborn folks who need really strong <laughs> boundaries where it's like, you know what, just leave the carbs alone. You can eat a steak, you can eat a salad, you can eat those types of things. But keto can get um, can get dirty really fast where there's dirty keto. But the thing is, I think that it's it's great for the folks that it applies to. I don't think it's sustainable in the long term for most. I've done keto before. I've done it for about nine months of my life. I did a three-month stint and a six-month stint. And both times, I wasn't really trying to be on keto. I was doing it to learn so I could be a m- more useful to my clients. This was around 2016. And what I found was I'm like, wow, I actually feel really good. I don't crave carbs. And it was a really nice learning because I, I was just surprised how sustainable it felt at first. I liked that it took hunger cravings away. But for me, I'm, I'm half Asian. I'm brought up on rice. Rice was always the main course. So I just missed carbs on an emotional level. My body didn't need them. I just missed them. So, But you felt pretty good, though, when you were doing that? Yeah, I felt great on it. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Let's talk about leptin resistance. For folks who don't know, what is leptin? So leptin is a hormone that tells your body to stop eating. It's like, we're good. We've had enough. And it's it's really important signal. And what happens is some people experience leptin resistance where your body has eaten enough food. There is enough nourishment there, but your body never gets the signal to stop eating. And when that happens, you can just go and go and go when you're when you're desensitized to that. And that's definitely a really strong hormonal imbalance that that can easily occur um, in the body. Oh, wow. And what makes that happen? Is that from too much sugar, not getting the right nutrient balance? Honestly, it's like a chicken and the egg type of a thing because it occurs when your body fat levels get higher and higher and higher and higher because fat, not only is it a source of potential energy, it's also an endocrine organ. So the more fat you have present, um, the more leptin that you're going to have. And when, when that happens, it's, it, it's almost a confounding type of effect where, um, it keeps telling your body that, you know, you need to eat and then you're, but you're already full. It's, um, a lot of it has to do with the relation of having excess body fat. Oh, that's really interesting. Ooh, let's talk about mood swings. Those are fun. I think that a lot of times, um, women don't get enough credit because we're told we're crazy. We're told it's just your hormones, but it 
actually is your hormones. When your estrogen levels are high relative to your estrogen, it I'm sorry, relative to your progesterone levels, that that's not natural and it will cause you to be more emotional. It will cause you to have outbreaks and want to cry and break down. And um, it, it really frustrates me when I see so many women suffering with that and thinking it's them or something that they're doing wrong when the reality is these mood swings are being driven by your hormones and it's not anything you're doing wrong. It's it's, it's completely addressable through real whole food, through dialing things in. But um, in <laughs> when you're dealing with that on a regular basis, it can be very challenging. And the moodier you are, you may want to eat just for comfort. And, and then it just spirals out of control from there. Yeah, it's really tough. Now let's talk about excessive estrogen. So excessive estrogen, again, it it's not necessarily a high absolute value of estrogen, it's when your estrogen levels are high relative to your progesterone levels. So what happens is, you know, during the first half of the cycle, the estrogen levels are relatively um, low, but then they spike up towards um, ovulation. And when your body spike, when it spikes up towards ovulation, you know, whether or not you are, your body is receiving you know, the sperm so you can have them and, you know, fertilize your egg and whatnot. But the thing is, once that estrogen peaks and if it, if your ovulation is not fulfilled with pregnancy, that estrogen is going to drop off. And the problem is your progesterone levels need to rise relative to that. And that doesn't happen in a lot of people. And believe it or not, over 50%, 50 to 70% of women have a hormone imbalance and don't even realize it. Oh, wow. It's a very, very high amount. And it can happen as early as 35 onwards where this can become a very big problem. And I think that, you know, we live in a world where people are so stressed. People are eating the wrong things. We're running around like crazy. We're not taking good care of ourselves, nor do we even realize that there's these driving mechanisms happening inside of us that we can address if we, if we sift through the weeds first, because right away, everyone just wants to diet. Right. All the doctors are going to tell you, oh, just go lose weight. And everyone, it's like, great, thanks. Yeah, that was helpful. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Gage Life. You have some amazing things. I was looking at your website and you've got Prime, you've got collagen peptides, you've got Prime Way, you have great recipes on here. It's a beautiful site. Tell us a little bit about when you created these. Were you involved in the actual creation? Because I know because of your chemistry background. Tell us about this. Yeah, so I formulated all of the products and developed them. And the thing that was so important to me with the Gage Life brand because I've worked in the dietary supplement space as a food scientist for over 10 years. I've developed thousands of products and brands that have been sold everywhere from GNC, bodybuilding.com, Whole Foods, and I'd formulate for other companies. The thing is, um, it's the wild west out there when it comes to dietary supplements. I don't think people realize how many manufacturers out there just put whatever they want in the jar and then label it something else. And a lot of people who have products made for them, they're just, you know, 
basically white labeling it. They're just private labeling it. They don't really know what goes into this, nor do they even know. Some of them do, but most of them don't know what to be testing. And the thing is, there's a lot of hidden fillers. There's a lot of garbage. There's a lot of ingredients that you do not need. And um, my clients would just ask me over and over again, hey, Christine, what brand should I get? What brand should I get? And the reality is I don't trust anybody. And I wish I could be like, go get that brand an affiliate code and call it a day. But the thing is, I, I, I just, I don't trust anybody. And if everything I've been through um, in the supplement space, you would probably know why I've been dealing with the FDA a very long time. So that being said, um, I needed to come out with something that was clean, that was pure. Like my, my, my prime way, it is literally one ingredient in my way, isolate, unflavored, nothing else added. GMO from grass-fed cows. Um, it is the cleanest protein you could possibly find. And you can tell if you look at it, the texture, it's like got like a fluffiness to it, where if, if you ever look at other protein powders, if they look very dense, if they have a sand-like texture, as opposed to like a light fluffy texture, they're most likely cut with maltodextrin and dextrose and like the things because the, the bulk density of the powders should not appear like very dense sand. Like it should be like fluffy and light. And not only that, I, I don't agree with putting artificial sweeteners in these products because it just cause you to crave more sugar. I want things to have no chemical aftertaste. And not only that, I want people to be able to hit their protein macro. So what I mean by that is if you're going to invest in a protein supplement, it should be high in protein. And a lot of these protein supplements, it'll be 50% protein, 40% protein, and they'll cut it with lots of carbs and filters and whatnot. But it's just like, I can get carbs anywhere. Carbs are cheap. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? If I'm going to buy a protein supplement, I need it to be all protein. And it's actually challenging to hit your protein macros for some folks. And I want it to be convenient and economical. So that's why I, I formulated these products in such a way. So that way it's as high as protein as possible, is low in fat and virtually zero carbohydrates. So I don't want anything extra in there. So that way you can actually provide value to the, to the end users. Oh, that's incredible. Tell us about your collagen. So the collagen, oh my goodness, that is our best selling product. Collagen peptides, it's a game changer because there are folks who can't tolerate dairy. They're, and they're like, well, how do I get protein in a convenient, economical way? Well, collagen peptides is the answer. And a nice thing about it is it's great for your gut health. And what I mean by gut health is if you've been eating like processed foods for quite some time, you're very stressed and you just haven't been taking good care of yourself, the lining of your gut can become hyperpermeable where the foods that you eat can actually leach through your gut and directly into the bloodstream. That's something called leaky gut syndrome. And it's a lot of inflammation and it can be very painful and it can be really hard to figure out what the heck you should be eating. And as a result of that, um, Going higher in collagen helps stimulate the lining of the esophagus, the lining of the gut to stimulate more connective tissue so that it could heal because the gut, it's skin essentially, you know? Um, so that's one reason joint health is, a, is another big one because between the joints, um, there's actually a fluid called synovial fluid. It has like the consistency of like, picture if you crack an egg, you know, the egg white, that 
type of texture, that type of stuff is almost like between your joints. And if you're not getting enough protein, your body will naturally pull from your joints and you'll feel like creaky. So definitely want to be supplementing with the correct type of amino acids, which are present in collagen peptides to help with the joint health. It's also great for the skin, the hair, the nails, all of stuff. But um, collagen is just so gentle. It's so gentle. It's so easy. And my collagen, when you look at the macros of it, zero fat, zero carb, just protein. And it just makes me so happy because protein, um, my clients never have an excuse for not hitting their protein. Well, that's awesome. So someone like me, I can't tolerate dairy. Mm -hmm. So, but I need, I've been looking for a protein supplement. Mm -hmm. And so I can use the collagen to get my protein. See, I always just thought the collagen was good for my joints and my hair and my skin. And I didn't read, and my gut, but I didn't realize that it was like, like drinking away protein. I mean, how are they different? I guess I'm trying to ask, or how can I? Excellent question. So There are differences. Now, whey isolate, which is virtually lactose-free, it's going to be like 99.9% lactose-free. So, you know, depending on the severity of where you are with there, you might be able to consume a whey isolate and be fine, but you may not. Um, However, whey isolate compared to collagen, whey is a complete protein. It contains all of the essential amino acids. So picture like a strand of pearls and picture there's 20 different colors of pearls, right? That's every type of amino acid. Now, collagen, the collagen peptides, it picture, again, string of pearls, but there's only three colors, three to four colors, as opposed to all of them. So you will not get all of the essential amino acids from collagen alone, but if you're getting it from other foods and taking that in conjunction with it, you should be fine. Now, as far as collagen goes, you can supplement up to one third of your total daily protein intake with collagen. So let's say your goal is 100 grams of protein a day. You can make 33 grams of it collagen and be fine. But you can't substitute 100% of your daily protein needs with collagen because you need, because you need those other amino acids. Oh, that's so incredibly helpful. Yeah. Christine, this has been amazing. I, I really want you to come back a lot. You're just a wealth of information. I was actually looking at your articles. You have, people have got to go to this site, gagelife.com, how high protein diets work, how to use whey protein for fat loss, nine ways to use collagen. I'll just share a few. Add to coffee, add to tea, blend into smoothie, add to soup. It doesn't have a taste, right? The collagen? Well, though I have an unflavored version. I also have a vanilla and a chocolate. And I'll take the chocolate. I'll put it in either like some hot tea or coffee. And it's like... It really helps with that sugar kind of pang type thing. <laughs> so <laughs> month, um, it's, it's really, really, really good. Wow. Now tell us a bit about your YouTube channel. I mean, it's on fire. I've been making YouTube videos since 2011, but I got really serious about it in late 2015. And it wasn't until I started... Um, you know, talking about body types and macros that I started to realize how many people are confused. And I, my, my most popular videos about how to determine your body type. And it got like over 2.3 million views. And then one day I was just like, I popped on the channel. I said, if anyone needs a complimentary body type assessment, let me know. I've 
been getting so many emails every day. And that video was like five years ago. I, just wow. I had to create an email called body type at gauge girl training.com. And if anyone's listening to this, I will give you a complimentary body type assessment. I just need three images of you front side and back two piece bathing suit or a sports bra fitted shorts because people don't really know how they should be eating, how they should be training for their body. And what I've observed over the years, I've worked with over 40,000 people at this point. I've been doing this for a decade is that what works for me may not work for you and so on and so forth. And when I was training clients who had my body, I'm a mesomorph. That means I gain weight easily. I could lose it easily. Um, no problems. But then once I started training endomorphs, these are the folks who really struggle to lose body fat. They tend to store it more on the lower half. They, I could not, I, I remember feeling so bad. I had this client, I could not get her to lose weight. I had her doing all the things I was doing. I, like I knew, I knew she was telling me the truth. And then it wasn't until I was like, okay, how should she be training differently? What how should her macros change and why? And I was like beating myself over the head. Like, what am I doing wrong? I felt like I was failing her. And I'm like, she's not eating appropriate to her carb tolerance level. She's not training in a way that's going to support the way her body stores and distributes fat. And once I started learning that, then I started realizing there's a lot more people that fit this category. And not only are there more people, there's some people who store their weight more in the center. They're more of an apple-shaped endomorph. There's some that store it more in the bottom, more of a pear-shaped endomorph. And once I started learning that, it became so much easier to do my job well. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, what do you call someone who's kind of overall even, but then they have a big butt? I think that's a, a Lisa morph. <laughs> <laughs> But I kind of like it because I like the curves, right? So what about someone like me where I don't want to lose weight, but I want to firm up, right? So it's like a kind of a different balance. So under those circumstances, like women who want to keep their curves, yes. Uh, if you have a tendency to naturally store more of your body fat in the lower half that like no matter what you do, it doesn't really go anywhere. You know, I would recommend eating in a caloric deficit because that way it'll help naturally lean out the torso. Um, it'll, it'll allow you to see more shape and lose the fat. So you can see more definition in the arms and the legs. You'll see more lines in the body. But um, as far as keeping the curves, it's going to be about weight training. It's going to be about weight training and not being afraid to do that. Because if you start lifting weights, it's going to have your shape like really nice. It's going to just be like firm and up and high and it's gonna be nice <laughs> so nice you are absolutely fantastic i'd love to have like a regular segment with you whatever you can do i just oh, think you. you're delightful and this Thank is such you. good information so how do we find out all about you your wonderful products your awesome youtube channel everything that you're doing so you guys can Check out my dietary supplements on gagelife.com. And with code GL10, you guys can get $10 off um, for first-time nice. customers. Yeah, make sure you guys write it down, GL10 on gagelife.com. Um, you guys can check me out on gagegirltraining.com. But if anyone wants to interact with me directly, go to the Gage Girl Training Instagram, shoot me a DM or direct message. You can message with me, and it's just like you're chatting or texting with me right there. So that's going to be the best way if you want to contact me personally. That is so nice. You must have so many DMs. How do you do it? How do you balance everything? Um, I have help. I have an I have an amazing team, and I schedule my way to success. If it's in the calendar, it'll get done. So. Oh, you're fantastic. Well, I appreciate. I can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much for coming on Talk Healthy today. Pleasure. 
Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Talk Healthy Today. Please do rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And also, if you want some behind the scenes on Talk Healthy Today or a chance monthly to win my book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex, which is a memoir, cookbook, healthy lifestyle guide. It's The title is just a play on words. Please go to www.lisadavismph.com. Sign up for my newsletter. And once a month, you'll be getting some great information as well as being entered into a contest to win my book. So again, go to www.lisadavismph.com. Get more on Talk Healthy Today and keep coming back. There's always great information. Thank you.